That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's week four. And we're here for your Friday night breakdown. We got Brian Scott in from the injured list. We got Cricket in the house. He's going to break down week four with us tonight. And we got some fantasy friends that are along with us for some fantasy fun for your Friday night. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Indeed, that's why we got Freddie. Well, he's not here tonight. Damn it. It never works when he's not here. All right, let's get things started. Let's get the introductions in the VIP lounge tonight. We got our man Cricket. Welcome into the house, my brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank y'all for having me. I'm looking forward to this thing. We appreciate you being here. Believe it. Let's also welcome into the building. He is the, the, we'll just call him the judge of the hour, the man of the hour, Jordan Thomas. Welcome into the studio. Hey, man, excited to be here. Excited to have my main man, Cricket, from Wake and Rake, and just finally excited to put week three behind us. Indeed. We got a lot to look forward to. My other brother of a team of destiny, the <laughs> one and only fantasy jesus welcome into the studio justin herrera hey man it's friday it's breakdown day i love it this man it's week four it already feels like the the real hunt of it is going down like playoff spots already feel like they're getting solidified i'm excited boys i don't know about you guys but i'm almost just as excited for my own three teams as i am with three and ot's i want that comeback so hard to be able to be like you motherfuckers counted me out and i'm still in the playoffs i'm gonna go win a championship off of that shit i am pumped up it is tss fantasy time baby Woo! indeed colts martin we appreciate you our your favorite group of guys it's our favorite uh commenter in the house tonight we appreciate you being in the house Listen, as Justin alluded to, man, we got it's 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 all those teams that are 0-3 right now. It's not over yet. All right. So stick with us here. We're gonna help guide you through, get you that one and three spot, and it's all gravy from there. Just getting those playoffs. That's all that matters. All right. Well, let's start. Let's pay the bills first. Go to tssfantasy.com. Look at our latest and greatest rankings that Justin will have his up, I'm sure, soon. Uh, make sure you go check those out, and uh, we'll get you uh, going for week four. Also, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Lots of great stuff to check out there. Also, the same with Jazz Sportsbooks. Lots of different promos each week, so go check that out. Use the promo code TSS. And next year, when you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, Make sure you go to Pro Am Belts. They got lots of great stuff to check out there. All right. Well, we got a medical professional on deck. 
I don't want to keep them waiting. Let's get them in the house tonight. Brian Scott from the injured list. Brian, it is week four, and we got some injuries to talk about. I know in particular someone on your own squad that I'm very interested to find out about. Let's bring in what's going on in the injury list tonight, my friend. What's up, gentlemen? I, I've got, I'm not worried about anybody in the Giants. You're worried about somebody in my Giants? Yeah, Sa- Saquon. Oh, uh, no, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be back. He'll be back. Mild high ankle sprain, if that at all. I'm not worried about it. They gave him a rest week. He'll be he'll be in there. I I saw some video of him at practice earlier in the week. He looked good. No no all doubts. Right. That's that's a big gamble because like on Monday I got nothing else. So if I well, don't, don't forget it, they all they got a Monday night game this week too. So they he got an extra day right. rest. So that that's gonna be huge. So that's so. true. But that's what I'm referring yeah. to. If I wait to that Monday and he doesn't go, I'm fucked. <laughs> well, listen, I tell you what, I'll take the heat for that if he doesn't go and you go and start him. I'll take the heat. Brian, I love you, bro, but that does nothing. All right, move on, my friend. What else you got? <laughs> well, I've got I've got a long list, and Herrera added a couple more guys to it that I wasn't expecting to, to have to uh acknowledge. So, but we'll get through it. Here we go. <laughs> Quarterbacks to start with. So Garoppolo uh apparently was limited in practice for two straight days, but have not officially cleared concussion protocol, which could pose a problem. We might actually not see him get cleared. Uh, He's listed as questionable, but this could be a game time decision. I don't know how you do two full days of practice or at least limited practice and don't get cleared. I don't know how you now get cleared to the concussion protocol because you basically are just doing walkthroughs the rest of the way. So I don't know how you get cleared now. So my guess is that he's not going to be suiting up. So that's that's a tough one to call. I've never really I don't recall seeing that before with a concussion protocol. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just not up to date with it. I don't know. Um, Bryce Young will be back for the Panthers. He's cleared that ankle injury. He's practiced in full this week and no longer has a designation. Speaking of concussions, Anthony Richardson has practiced and looked good, and he is available this weekend. Was already said to be a starter. Um, Joe Burrow, this calf thing is going to be with him all season, or at least up until their bye week, week six, assuming he can make it that far without tweaking that thing. But apparently each day at practice, he's feeling a little better, looking a little, a little bit more agile on that thing. Um, he's going to be limited in practice probably until that bye week for sure. And he's going to be probably listed as questionable for sure, but I do not see him sitting out, um, before that bye week, unless he aggravates it or gets injured again. So, um, got to go with them here. Uh, Deshaun Watson's dealing with some type of shoulder injury. Sounds like it might've been a little sprain. He rested it on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday, probably going to carry a questionable tag, but he is expected to play. I'm not sure what he did today, but I don't think he's going to miss action this weekend. On the contrary, Derek Carr has a pretty significant AC joint sprain to his throwing shoulder. I don't think we're going to see him. He's limited, limited today after not practicing earlier this week and uh, is listed as questionable, but um, I haven't heard news of him actually throwing the ball yet. So I'm not so sure that we see him this weekend. You might be seeing Jameis Winston for at least this weekend, possibly next. We'll have to see what he does in practice. Um, Moving right along here. We head down to the running back position. Um, I thought Austin Eckler should not even bother suiting up and just hold out for that week five bye to give him the extra week of rest and then target the week six comeback. 
Um, officially, they listed him as questionable earlier the week, but then they downgraded him to doubtful. So that tells me they're probably on the same page. I don't think we see him again. I think we can rest through that bye week and make sure he's as close to 100% as he's going to be. Uh, Jerome Ford dealing with the shoulder injury was limited on Wednesday. I haven't heard much information about what was going on, but then miraculously today he was taken off of the injured list, so he should be ready to go, not carrying a designation. Um, Gus Edwards uh, also removed from the injured list this uh, today, um, coming off the concussion protocol, so that's good news for them. Jamal Williams uh, unfortunately got placed on IR, but the good news is it was retroactive to week three, so... He kind of got one game under his belt already, so he only have to miss three more now before he's eligible to come off IR. Um, but that hamstring injury did not look good when he grabbed for it after um, that play, so unfortunately for him, he'll be out. Um, Justice Hill, um, I didn't get much about him today, um, but if he was able to get back to at least a full practice, I think we could see him. Um, he did miss week three with what they are describing as sounds like some type of turf toe injury. Um I'm not really sure what to make of it. I, I don't know what his status was today, but uh, this could be a game-time decision if at, if he plays at all. So I'm not sure what he's listed as. You might want to check in on that. Um, moving right along to the wide receiver position, the Dolphins announced that uh, Waddle clear concussion protocol. Uh, Coop, there you go. At least you got that for you going for your team there. Um, unfortunately, uh, OBJ and Bateman are out for the Ravens. They both were listed officially as out. OBJ with an ankle issue and Bateman with a hamstring issue, which spells trouble, uh, especially this time of year, man. You don't have to deal with that. So I expect him to be out probably at least a couple weeks, depending on the severity there. Uh, Zay Jones. Now, here's the thing with the Zay Jones issue. So some type of knee sprain, not sure exactly what it was. Originally, they said it was not too serious, but then he ended up missing week three. Now the team travels to London for back-to-back weeks with games, which really throws a kink in things when you're trying to get a guy back from injury. My guess is that they will not let him travel this first weekend. He'll probably stay back and do some more rehab, which could potentially get him ready for the week five matchup in England. Um, If you see him travel out there at some point next week, my guess is he'll be ready to go. And that's a good sign. If he doesn't, then no bueno. Um, So you definitely got to pay attention to what's going on with him there. If you're looking to put him back in your lineup, um, obviously, we know Mike Williams with the season-ending ACL injury, unfortunately. Uh, depending on the timing of the surgery and what else he injured, uh, we could see him back ready for the start of next season. Preseason might be a bit of a long shot, um, but if they're smart, they'll probably just get him ready for the beginning of the regular season. Um, haven't heard much about an update on Jonathan Mingo. He was dealing with a concussion and was limited in practice yesterday. Um, if he was able to get through a full practice and get cleared today, he should be available. Otherwise, probably not. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Judy played week three, but had a nasty looking hamstring injury. I think we're going to see him limited in practice for a while. That doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to play. I think they're just going to kind of nurse him along. He's probably feeling pretty sore. I do expect him to play this week as well. Um, but you know, he's going to be losing a step or two, um, until he has a chance to get back to hundred percent, which might not happen for a little while. Uh, people keep asking me about Puka Nakua. He will not um, unless his leg falls off or or he loses a hand, um, he'll be crazy to sit out with an oblique strain because, uh, I mean, he's had some nice games these last couple of weeks, but he's still trying to make a mark in this league. You can't be sitting for little things like oblique strains uh, in football. That's you got to tough it out. I'm sure he will. I don't see him missing any time. Um, Justin, this is for you. Debo Samuel was listed as questionable by the 49ers with some type of knee 
and the rib injury as well. Um, sounds like he might be a game time decision. He was kind of limited in practice, but you know, Debo's a, a vet. Um, he's a tough cookie. I, I think he'll probably end up playing. We might see him maybe get a little bit of a snap count at the beginning of the game, depending on how he feels and kind of ramp it up from there if he can. Uh, Ayuk was taken off the injured list, has no longer has a designation, so he'll be available. However, on the flip side, uh, Jawan Jennings was listed as doubtful with some type of shin injury, so they will be down him at least. Um, and then finally, Tyler Higby was dealing with some type of Achilles injury, unsure if it was a chronic thing or an acute one. Um, he missed two practice days this week, and I haven't been able to see what he was doing today in practice, so that could spell uh, doom for him to participate this weekend. Um, and who else? Did I, I thought I had another tight end, but I guess not, unless you guys got some other athletes I left out. Ooh-wee, Brian. I mean, <laughs> that's impressive. That's a yeah. lot of uh, names to go over. I can't remember it, it three is. of them already, so <laughs> I mean, that was great. Um, guys, anyone you want an update on before we hit setting uh, Brian off? Nah, right. I pretty much I nailed it. <laughs> you went through it. We will see you on hopefully on this Sunday morning when we yes. get some updates for waking up with TSS. We look forward to seeing you then, my friend. And it's time for the Friday night breakdown. All right, well, let's get things started on the breakdown. Um, we'll react real quick to last night. Lions 34, Packers 20, golf to 10, 1-1, one one, 10 yards rushing. Montgomery, 32 rushes. So this is something we can talk about. 32 rushes for 121 yards, three TDs, two receptions for 20 yards. To Jameer Gibbs, eight rushes for 40 yards. Very efficient on those runs. Four receptions for 11 yards. Josh Reynolds, three receptions, 69 yards. I'm on raw, five receptions, 56 yards in a TD. Sam Laporta, four receptions, 56 yards. On the Packers side, Jordan Love, 246, one TD, two at picks, um, minus two rush yards in a TD. Funny how that works. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both took five, five attempts and rushed. Uh, Aaron Jones went 18. Um, A.J. Dillon went 11 to a total of 29 yards on the ground for the running backs. Wow, that was impressive. Um, Dobbs, nine receptions, 95 yards. Jaden Reed, three receptions, 55 yards. Christian Watson, two receptions, 25 yards, and a TD. That was last night. That was what you call a Detroit ass whooping. We can go around the room real quick. Jordan, any big reaction from last night? Yeah, my big reaction is Luke Musgrave got injured and screwed up by parlay, so there was that. But, I mean, if it's not abundantly clear that the Detroit Lions just absolutely want to run the ball with David Montgomery over and over and over again, I don't know what is. I don't get it. More power to him. It's working. I'm still bought in on my man, Jameer Gibbs, especially for the second half of the year. I've seen the Monty story play out. I don't think he'll be able to handle the volume. But for right now, that dude is absolutely RB1 must start every single week. Trick it, my man. What do you think about last night? Man, the Lions are killing me the way they're using Jameer Gibbs right now. If you'd have told me Dave Montgomery was going to come back off an injury and get 32 carries in this thing, man, I was like, what? You know, he gets all the carries inside the five-yard line right there. They're literally – it's 
it's killing me with Jameer. I'm going to have to pump the brakes a little bit. I've been high on this guy coming out, drafted him pretty high, but I got to pump the brakes a little bit because I don't think they're going to use him the way they need to use him early on, unless David Montgomery winds up getting hurt. And I don't want to wish that on nobody, man. But I just don't think they're going to use Jameer Gibbs the way I need him to. And I, I mean, it's getting to the point where I got to start. I mean, I don't think I can sit him on the bench because that's going to be the week he goes off for 45. But it's like it's getting to the point where I'm having to kind of, he's a flex tier for me almost at this point. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Cricket. I think he is in the flex position. But I think we also overanalyze some things. And usually rookies take a little bit longer to get involved in the offense. You know, we're also in just in week four, guys. Like, give it a second. B. John Robinson's only had one good game. They're still running Tyler Algier out there. You really think Tyler Algier is better than B. John Robinson? No, hell no. Right. Hell no is the correct answer to that. My biggest takeaway from this game is I don't think the Packers were as bad as what they put out on the field last week. Or, yeah, I guess last week, technically. But anyways... Yesterday, the Packers had a shit for like the shit crew for line. They were missing two of their starting linemen, and they were just getting berserkered all day long by Aiden Hutchinson. I think the second matchup is going to be really key for them. This division is not out of reach for them. They have done well so far, and I think Detroit is kind of a little bit blown out of proportion right now. They've got some young talent. It's looking good. They'll probably be a playoff team, maybe even win the division. But I think the hype around Detroit right now is kind of a little bit more smoke than fire. I think that they are good, but we're thinking that they're like in that top contender race. I don't think they're there yet. I think that they got lucky with a good uh, matchup against a bad offensive line. Well, you could say that, but you could also have paid witness – to them going into Kansas City with them being dubbed champions and getting a dub there as well. So I think that, I was the only one who predicted that. Well, that's what I mean. So I think there is Yeah, I was the only one who predicted that. But so also crazy. that was a week that Kelsey was gone, remember? Right. For, but for, that was like very sudden. Of course he's gone. And I Chris Jones. But does not matter. Going into Kansas City and winning is big, especially after getting crowned champion. That was a big win for that franchise. I'm not – I know you're not pissing on their parade, but I oh, think – I'm that, taking nothing away from them. They've oh, done a lot so far. I know. That's you what I'm saying. Scared, I know you Justin. are. That's, that's why I was prefacing by saying, I know you aren't <laughs> pissing on their parade. But um, I will say that I don't think – I think the Packers is the hype that was a little overblown, to be quite frank with you. That's the hype that I think that's a little bit over. But we'll we'll see. It's a long season to go. Right. Let's get down to the breakdown. The London game, Falcons at the Jaguars. We're going to let the man in the VIP room break this down for us. The Falcons are 13th against fantasy QBs, 3rd against running backs, 6th against receivers, 27th against, 27th against tight ends. Jags, 26th against QBs. 8th against running backs, 21st against receivers, and 29th about tight ends. Give me some guys you like and don't like in this matchup, my man Cricket. Man, I, I got to look at a guy like Evan Ingram here. I was high on him coming into the season. He's tied for the lead in receptions on this team. But Trevor Lawrence is playing so bad, man. Only one passing touchdown in his last two games. Travis Etienne's been an all-purpose monster right there. He's getting his carries and his volume in the offense. 
But when it comes to the wide receivers, I think you're gambling each week, especially when Zay Jones gets back in health. I don't think he's going to be available this week, but he is making the trip to London. They got back-to-back London games. So he's going to plan on playing in that second London game. But when he comes back, there's just so many miles to feed in this offense, man. And it's hard to gamble. You got Calvin Ridley last week. He winds up dropping two balls in the end zone and winds up getting two false start penalties to kill drives. So they're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. I haven't looked great offensively. So you got to tread lightly when it comes to fantasy. I think any ends a must start, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a must start. And I like Evan Ingram right there if you don't have one of the top, you know, four or five tight ends, the, the, the usual suspects there. But I think Evan Ingram's a guy that can really, you know, get, give you some points. And he's going to have one of those games where he gets two tutties and winds up putting you up a 25-point performance and might win for you that week. So if I'm looking at guys for uh, Jacksonville right here, I'm thinking Evan Ingram and probably Travis Ntn are probably the only guys I feel real good about. I'm expecting Calvin really to get a bounce-back game. But the offense has just looked too suspect to me right now. Indeed, I agree with you. Uh, this matchup is really interesting. And again, the whole going over to London thing takes a little bit of part of this as well. So again, going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, let's kick it around to you guys. Jordan, you got anyone in this matchup you wanted to bring up? No, I, uh, man, Cricket, I wish I had your resolve because I just cannot bench Trevor Lawrence in those lineups as much as he is just killing me and as much as I just want to, I can't pull the trigger. You guys heard the doc. My main man, Zay Jones, is probably out again. So hopefully Trevor Lawrence can hit somebody in the back of the end zone. I'm actually kind of back in on Christian Kirk um, for the time being until um, we get Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones, the real wide receiver one and two there, Cooper, uh, back on the field. I think, you know, Christian Kirk's kind of the only uh, show in town. Um, uh, (laughs) Bandy had a little comment for Justin. I think this is going on from last year, I think. Or was that was, it was that the off season? It was the summer the, tour. Okay. I'm just gonna say, Jeez. I don't know. Did you guys see that that hit from Char this weekend where he just not Charbonnet's that. looking good, son. Yeah, Charbonnet's looking dude, good. Yeah. Shit. Hey, you better hope that Walker stays on the field because he may not get the position back if Sharp gets there. I love Man. it. I love it. Oh, Baby. Benny hold, holding that receipt. He's like, hey, you remember that? <laughs> hey, he, did, he did also say this just to make sure everybody saw that. Just, just yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Listen, let's go to the next one. Rams at Colts. Um, let's, the, Ram, the Rams against QBs, they are number seven. They are 13th against running backs, 15th against receivers, and eighth versus tight ends. The Colts are 29th versus QBs, 12th versus running backs. 26 against receivers and 15 versus tight ends. Justin, who you like in the matchup? Um, shit. I like Michael Pittman a lot in this matchup. Michael Pittman has been very efficient with uh, Anthony Richardson as his quarterback. And as far as the running backs go, it's hard to pick either one of these guys. Um, neither one of them see sees anything really. You know, like Zach Moss. Maybe he pulls off another big game. I, I know, buddy. I know, buddy. Um, but also, like, Kyron Williams, guess what? Came back down to earth last week. Who would have seen that coming? You go and you spend all your fab on a guy, and he comes back down to earth. Sounds like Malcolm Brown. Sounds like any Rams running back that ever comes to fruition, ever. Cam Akers, Malcolm Brown, you guys ever remember putting in a boatload of money for those fucking guys? And then they come out the next week, and it's like, oh, look at He put up 3.9 points. <laughs> Jesus. Trends. The trends we see. Uh, as far as everybody else goes, I, I like Stafford. I like him as a QB2. Uh, Puka Nakua, 
Temper expectations. He's a good, solid flex. Do not put him in as your wide receiver one expecting that uh, type of production. And then you got on the other side, you got Anthony Richardson, a bona fide fucking start every single time. Remember this, fellas. This man got 17 points in one half. And he still led me to a fucking victory. I thought I was doomed after that. He went out and it's still, I still won the game. He beat projections. His projections was like 16.87. He still beat projections in a half. This guy can literally do everything. He just needs to stay on the field. 100%. Um, I actually like uh, Michael Pittman in this matchup too. Being with Anthony Richardson back, as I know a lot of people were asking me like this actually on Twitter a lot. What did I think of Michael Pittman? I actually like him because I think the threat of him running actually adds to Pittman's value in the secondary. So I think um, Michael Pittman's a decent play in this matchup as well. All right, let's get on to the Ravens at the Browns. Ravens, they're ninth against fantasy QBs. They're 16th against running backs, 27th against receivers, second against tight ends. These Browns, ooh, second against QBs, number one against running backs, number one against receivers, number one against tight ends. Oh, my God. Is there anybody I'm starting in Baltimore, Jordan? You're starting Lamar Jackson because you have to start Lamar Jackson. And listen, it's going to be a rough game passing. His wide receivers are out. Uh, Zay Flowers is, is going to be the only show in town. Um, but I, I think this is a game where we see Lamar do what he does best, and it's run this ball. So uh, do I like his chances in real life? Not a whole lot. But fantasy-wise, I think he provides a, a pretty good floor this week. On the other side of the ball, man, I'm, I'm really getting nervous about Deshaun Watson. Um, it's just he, he's not the Deshaun Watson of old. Um, I think this is going to be a little bit of a touch, tough matchup for him. And so he's somebody I'm fading where and when I can. But it's hard to just because of the draft stock you put into him. Um, running back wise, uh, we don't know what's happening with Justice Hill or Gus Edwards, so I can't trust either one of them. Uh, Jerome Ford is a little bit banged up. I'm probably sitting him this week. I, I'm not rolling out uh, Kareem Hunt. I am probably starting Zay Flowers in the flex where I have him. He's been too good, and, and again, he's the only wide receiver on the field, and we've seen that guy when he gets the ball in his hand, how electric he can be. So all it takes is one play for him to make the uh, the fantasy day for you. Um, obviously, Bateman's out and OBJ is out. I'm starting Amari Cooper with confidence pretty much every single week. I'm rolling Elijah Moore back out there, and that, that's probably it for this one outside of the tight ends, which, uh, you know, Mark Andrews, 20.3% target share, 15.4% uh, air yard share, you start him every single week. You spent the draft capital on him for a reason. Justin, you want to chime in? How are you going to start? How are you going to say Deshaun Watson, you don't trust him, but you trust both his wide receiver options? I. It's not that I trust his wide receiver options. It's just that I think I have a better You said you'd roll out Amari Cooper with 100% confidence. Confidence. He, he will get his every week. But the thing is, while – he is feeding those wide receivers. He's also like throwing the back of the ball backwards on certain plays and taking sack after sack after sack. He has not been good himself. Well, I would say last week he kind of broke that he mold, but he looked, solid. He, looked pretty, he looked pretty solid last week. But I will say too, um, 
you did hit the head, nail on the head when it comes to the receivers, though, because I heard like an interesting stat today. Like, I and I apologize, I don't, I didn't write it down, but the uh, basically in this offense, it is Elijah Moore, it is Amari Cooper, and that is pretty much it as far as who sees targets in this offense. So they're not bad options. And Deshaun, with this again, the Ravens secondary's been suspect, so he could have a decent day on both sides. All right, well, listen. It's Friday night. We're feeling all right. We got our boy, our DJ, resident DJ, Chuck Bass. He's got some hits he wants to play for us this Friday night. Let's check him out. And welcome back to Playing the Hits. I'm your DJ for the next couple of minutes, Sir Chuck De La Bass. And just like any relationship, we are at our fork in the road moment. That special moment every man loves where somebody tells him to shit or get off the pot. And if there's one thing us guys like, it's intimate pressure. So let's take that trick of the trade and apply it to some of our fantasy life with some ultimatums. Now, kicking off today's countdown is Chris Godwin of Tampa Bay. He's currently averaging almost four targets less than Mike Evans, which is insurmountable on an offense that leans towards the run as much as the Buccaneers do. However, this weekend, Mike Evans steps into the octagon with Marcus Lattimore. So look for Chris Godwin to show us why he's finally ready to take this relationship to the next level. Number two on the countdown is Mr. T. Higgins. Joe Burrow's calf has distracted us from some unsettling numbers out of our second favorite banana. He is currently third in the NFL, third to last, that is, in average separation per route. He's not creating any space. He is second in the league in drops, and he has two games with eight or more targets, but less than three fantasy points. That's not good. We're going to need to see the Bengals fully remove their diaphragm this weekend against the pitiful Titans passing defense. So we know that this relationship is going somewhere. Now, coming in at number one on today's countdown, Dak Prescott. He currently sits as the quarterback 25. His team is 2-1, and one, and he's already played the Giants and the Cardinals defenses. Bullshit. But now he faces a Patriots defense that just gave up 177 yards to Zach Wilson, which equates to 350 yards against a normal quarterback. If Dak can show us that he does not have the decision-making skills of Kamala Harris, he should be back on track. He's got the weapons. He's got the offensive line. It's time to stop dragging your, your feet and commit to a future full of fantasy points and farmer's markets. I'm Chuck Bass, and that's Playing the Hits. The pits are always great. Thank you so much, Chuck Bass. All right, let's move on. Keep the breakdown going. We'll keep the beat going for Chuck. Vikings at the Panthers. Vikings against fantasy QBs. They are 30th. Against running backs, they're 10th. Against receivers, they're 30th. And against tight end, 16th. Panthers are 5th against QBs, 30th against running backs, 4th against receivers, and 22nd against tight ends. Cricket, talk about some guys you like and don't like in this one. Uh, for Carolina, I think really there's only probably a couple guys I'm looking at this week, and one of them is kind of if you kind of if you got to play him, and that's Miles Sanders. I've been off of him for a couple weeks now. I wound up dropping him to pick up Zach Moss, 
So I'm just not sold on Miles Sanders, but you do have the Viking struggles against the run right there. But I like what Adam Thielen's done in the first three games as a Panther, catching 20 passes for 211 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's been very involved in this offense. Also, the easiest money of the week last week was him over three and a half receptions. I think he did it in the first quarter. So this guy's been involved in this offense. Bryce Young, I don't think you can trust him coming back from the injury. I don't think you can trust him anyway before the injury. Just yet, it's not time for all that. So I don't think you can really put him in with confidence too, too soon. But when it comes to the Vikings, I think you got several options there. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins has been the best quarterback in the NFL so far. They just can't keep them turning the ball over, man. They, they keep shooting themselves in the foot in bad spot inside the red zone, not being able to punch in the end zone. So they got to start getting some touchdowns there. But you obviously got Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. I like a lot as a young guy. Kirk Cousins is a must start in my opinion. But Alexander Madison, Cam Akers, that's going to be a saga that goes on for a couple weeks now. So I don't think you trust either one of those running backs. So there's not a whole lot of guys here for me in this game. I mean, that's why they're both 0-3. <laughs> Say word. I mean, on the Viking side, yeah, a lot of starts here. But just a one note, Miles Sanders is a little banged up, um, very questionable going into this. So Chuba Hubbard, who has actually played pretty decent um, in his stead, could be a guy to pick up or if he's, you know, maybe somebody to play in your flex spot uh, if Miles Sanders isn't a go. This Vikings defense is pretty soft. All right, let's go to the next one where some not-so-soft defenses. Bengals at the Titans. Um, the Bengals, they're 21st against fantasy QBs, 6th against running backs, 12th against receivers, and 26th against tight ends. Titans, they're 23rd against QBs, 9th against running backs, 29th against receivers, and 11th against tight ends. Justin, are the Bengals back this week? I sure hope so. Um, yeah, I'll start Joe Burrow with confidence, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins with confidence, because that Titans, their past defense is just god awful. Um, and then you know, on the other side, I don't want to start anybody, I don't even want to start D Hop because D Hop's just giving you like five receptions, 40 yards at this point. I mean, shit, I could find better stuff on the waiver wire at this point, you know. So for me, I'm looking at this entire offense as almost a pass. Maybe just kind of like keep your eye on Tajay Spears because he's starting to outperform Derrick Henry. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill, no. Garbage. Derrick Henry with 163 yards on 51 carries, just averaging just over three yards per carry. Are we fucking kidding ourselves here? <laughs> and then he's playing the Bengals who have been an improved defense. So I think this is going to be a lot like what happened uh, last week against the Browns. It's going to be that 2.0. And I think it's just going to be terrible for the Titans offense and wonderful for the uh, Bengals offense. So like I said, T. Higgins, I've been a stout critic of him all year long. But guess what? This is just too good of a matchup to pass up. They can't even guard, you know, crappy wide receivers, let alone the best wide receivers that are out there. So I'm going to go with T Higgins, Jamar Chase, probably going to have great days. And then, yeah, if you see a Titan, if you see TEN, just say no. Just say no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think this might be a, a handle win, a bounce back. The Bengals are back. They'll be talking about it next week uh, for them to get right. So uh, we'll see going into this one. All right, let's go to the next one. Bucks at the Saints. The Bucks against fantasy QBs are 19th against running backs 14th. Receivers 24th, tight ends 20th, and the Saints are 10th against fantasy QBs, 7th against running backs, 13th against receivers, 
and fifth versus tight ends. That Saints D's for real. Jordan can Baker Mayfield and this crew make some dents in it. This is a rough matchup for my man Baker Mayfield. And while I think he has kind of outperformed uh, uh, preseason expectations, um, I, I, I think this is a pretty difficult matchup for him. I'm probably sitting him um, in most formats. I also am sitting Jameis Winston um, in formats. Outside of some, I'm, I'm probably playing them both in as QB2s in some super flex type leagues. Um, but I'm not, I don't have a ton of confidence in either one of them this week week on the other side of the ball you got to start Rashad White every single week he hasn't blown up yet um but he's been given every single opportunity to do so and in this running back world that we live in right now this landscape that we have you're not going to get uh much more you know safer bets than uh Rashad White um, in your fantasy lineup, but more importantly, we get the return of Alvin Kamara. And I will tell you coming into the season, I was a little nervous about those Kamara shares, but I've seen enough to know that if Alvin Kamara is healthy, he's a locked in RB one, uh, the rest of the way. Um, there's not a whole lot else here, um, on the wide receiver side. I, I don't think you can bench Mike Evans at this point. However, I don't love the matchup with Marshawn Lattimore at all. Um, I do think uh, I agree with uh, Chicka Chicka Chuck Bass that this is absolutely going to be a Chris Godwin um, type game. On the other side of the ball, you're starting Chris Olave every single week. Um, the dude's a stud, 31% target share, 41% air yard share. Like, he's getting all the work and then some. Um, I think there are formats where you are trotting out Michael Thomas and Rashid Shahid, but I'm not really looking forward to either one of them, and I kind of feel the same way in the tight end room. I'm not starting Kate Otten, I'm not starting Jawan Johnson, and I'm definitely not starting uh, Taysom Hill. What's up to PSR? Appreciate you joining in. Brian said uh, Kamara's healthy. Usually never gets hurt. So anyone who's had him waiting in the lineup is uh, very will be very happy going forward. Hey Jordan. Hey Jordan, Dude, how you feeling about how you? All right, sorry. I was gonna say how you feel about Jameis passing him the ball rather because you know Jameis is historical for just chucking it downfield, not giving a shit about anything. Like, this guy's not historical for, you know, throwing the ball to a, a freaking a little out route to the running back. So, uh, you guys thinking that that's going to be, like, a big factor in, like, Kamara's game on Sunday? No, nah, I, I, I have all the confidence in the world with Alvin Kamara. He doesn't even have to be, you know, half as good as he usually is to be a RB1 in, you know, 2023. Uh, so I, I think he will have all the opportunity, and I think he will take care of the rest. So I'm, I'm starting it with confidence. It's a long history. Like someone brought up here, a, a bench Mike Evans. Long history with him with the Saints and uh, not performing well. Um, but – but it's interesting because, you know, like for me, I actually have him and I have like Michael Pittman say, like I could maybe throw in instead. Do I get cute right now and do that, though? Because I like that matchup really for Michael Pittman this week. Um, one of those, you know, questions, one of those questions. I'm going to have to wait till 
Sunday right and, before it to say, fuck it. <laughs> and I just want to say, look, if, if Mike Evans is my starting lineup and he gives me four points this week, I can't live with that. And Mike Evans is on my bench and he pops out 35 this week. I'm going to regret that the rest of the season. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling out with him unless if I've just absolutely stacked at wide receiver, he's just been too good. A hundred percent. I'm with you. All right. Well, this is a great matchup. It's going to be interesting for sure. Got a lot of comments. Appreciate. Keep rolling those in. We appreciate you. Let's get on to the game of the day. I just, you know, I was going to take a break, but you know what? I'm so excited to talk about this. It's America's team going to Buffalo to see these Buffalo suck ass bills. Come on and bring it. The Dolphins against fantasy QBs are 16th. Gets running backs 22nd. Against receivers are 20th. Tight ends are 25th. The Bills, number one against fantasy QBs, 11th versus running backs, third versus receivers, and seventh versus tight ends. Our guest is here tonight. Let the break it down. Tell me what you think about this game. Man, you got you got a plethora of options in this thing right here. Pretty much anybody on the Miami offense. I mean, backup running backs, starting running backs, receivers that coming back off concussion protocol. It don't matter, man. You got Jalen Waddle, Tyreek, obviously. I think both probably must start if they're healthy. Um, you got Raheem Mostert and Ashane there looking real good in that offense. Tua's lighting it up. On the other side, the Bills, Josh Allen looked much better last week. Stephon Diggs, they kind of found his way in this offense a little bit for the first time this year. Gabe Davis, I don't trust a whole lot, man. He's too boomer bust for me. But James Cook, if they find a way to get James Cook in the end zone, he's going to wind up being a fantasy monster because the guy's putting some volume up. He just can't get in the end zone. I think as far as tight ends go in this game, you got to be careful because you got Durham Smythe and then Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid up there. And I don't think any of them's getting the volume in the offense to really put it up. If they get a touchdown for you, they're going to save you. But I don't think you can trust any of those guys unless you're just in real bad shape at the tight end position. So, but there's a plethora of options right here, man. I think you can play both quarterbacks, both running back, or all three running backs, really. So, several wide receivers. So, you got a lot of options in this thing. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm so I wouldn't excited. play the defenses. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I definitely wouldn't either. This is going to be an exciting matchup. I think it might be one of those, like, you know, more conservative games because, you know, we kind of know each other a little bit now. You know, it's going to be a little different than what you've seen, obviously. It's not going to be 70 points. Um, but you know, again, it's going to be, a, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how, uh, the bills answer this quick, um, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, these little, uh, screens that they're running in the back motions. I'm sorry. In the back, can they disrupt that? It's going to be the big question. Nobody's been able to so far. Hey guys, we got a question here, which normally on Sundays we get these, but I'll kick it around, uh, Jordan or, um, Justin, if you want to take this one. Would you flex Z Flowers, George Pickens, Moss, Pierce, or Judy, or would you drop? At this point, you have to start Zach Moss, and I would be really interested to see what your running backs are because my guess is he probably should be plugged in over one of your RB1 or RB2s already. You, you've got to start that guy. You, you have no yeah. choice. They got 30 carries last week. Yeah, no, I the volume for Zach Moss, he has arrived for sure. It's been a total surprise. George Pickens, you know, that's kind of is what it is. He you might have a great week He's with so him. Good, though, not. Like, he is. So good. Every time I watch the Steelers, I'm just like, holy shit, this guy is so much more talented than anybody else on this field, and but, they just cannot figure it out. Like, he's, Well, because their their offensive line is so bad, man. He doesn't have any time to throw the ball and sit back there. He, you know, it just he doesn't have any time to throw the ball and find these guys in space because that offensive line is terrible. 
Oh, little Don't forget this week, too, they're playing the sexy Texan secondary, so that also might come into play. Zay Flowers, again, playing the Browns, a tough matchup for him this week as well. Um, Damian Pierce, again, going at Steelers D. Jerry Judy's interesting, if healthy, uh, playing the Bears, which could be a good matchup, too. So um, those would be my two guys that I'd look at, Zach Moss and Judy, for what it's worth. Thanks for the comment. We appreciate you. Bills allowed 5.9 yards per rush, worst in the NFL. Don't let that fool you. America's team is going to establish that run. Oh, yes, I believe it. Baltimore is facing a Cleveland D as number two. All right, this all these like Lamar has uh, thrown two TDs a season. Flower zero TDs. Yes, I feel you. I do like any comment. Uh, that was the F in Sports Show. I do like Judy versus the Bears. Horrendous freaking defense. All right, well, we'd already talked to, to Chuck. We got another fantasy friend, even though he's already here with us. He had some fantasy court this week. It was kind of interesting who he pulled into court. Let's check it out. What you are about to witness is real. Hi, I'm this Dr. court Allen, is now in court. session. Today is a sad day in the fantasy courtroom as we are forced to do something we thought we would never have to do and call to the stand one Judge Jordan C. Thomas of Fantasy Sports Corporation and TSS Fantasy. Oh my. Make sure you smash that like and subscribe button below. Mr. Thomas, you were brought before this court today and charged with corruption, with malpractice, and with gross negligence of your honorary duties. Mr. Thomas, you have been telling people all season that this was, in fact, the Cowboys' year, that we did boys and we are back. All three statements were proven emphatically untrue this past weekend against the hapless Arizona Cardinals. Furthermore, you had drugged one Nikki Gist and the New York Giants through the mud for their performance against you in week one. However, even those Giants were able to handle the sorry-ass Arizona Cardinals, which your team was not able to do. What's worse, Mr. Thomas, is in addition to your crimes, you have prevented a hardened criminal, Mr. Sean Payton, from this stand this week, as despite him giving up 70 points in an NFL game, his team's performance was still less embarrassing somehow than your team's absolute no-show against the worthless, miserable Arizona Cardinals franchise. Oh my God. Things aren't going to be getting any easier for you or these Cowboys over the next coming weeks, as this upcoming week you have the New England Patriots and Ezekiel Elliott's homecoming, and he looks very hungry. In addition, the following week, you get to play the San Francisco 49ers. Bang, bang, and that is going to be an ass-beating that even Fantasy Jesus can't save you from. Mr. Thomas, you are hereby found guilty of all charges and sentenced to yet another miserable year rooting for these sorry-ass Cowboys. This court is putting you on probation and does not want to hear anything for the rest of the years about We Dem Boys, This Is Our Year, or the term America's Team. Unless, of course, you are referring to the real America's team, the Miami Dolphins. This court is adjourned. I am the law. Yes, indeed. America's team. Well done, sir. I love love when you stroke anything of mine, sir. Appreciate you. Colts Martin Petrie going to eat and rake in the tackles. We got a good judge is unbiased. Does not let his personal agenda get in the way and treats everyone with dignity and respect. Kudos to the judge for calling out 
Jordan <laughs> Thomas. Thanks, Dr. Brian. Make code great again, COD great again. B. John and Kyrene are his other running backs said you uh, they brought up earlier. So I'm totally certain Zach Moss over Kyron Williams all day. Yeah, well, I, I, I put Zay Flowers in that flick spot after that. Oh, yeah, yeah and yeah. Kyrene out. That's a you'd leave Kyrene Williams out of that. Yeah, one. I would, I think I'd leave Kyron Williams out in this thing. That, that Colts run defense is pretty Kyrie. strong, man. People forget how good that Colts defense is. I don't think Kyron's gonna have a real big week. All right, well, we're going to get to that in a moment for sure. Let's get to the Commanders at the Eagles. Um, Commanders, they're 14th against fantasy QBs, 17th against running backs, 23rd against receivers, and 6th versus tight ends. The Eagles are 27th versus QBs, 5th against running backs, 25th against receivers, and 31st against tight ends. Jordan, what say you on this matchup? All right, I've said it a couple of times already this season, but I feel like the demise of the Eagles have has been greatly over-exaggerated, and I think this is the get-right get week for Jalen Hurts and this offense. Um, I think they're absolutely about to run all over the commanders. I have Jalen Hurts as my uh, QB2 on the week this week. He's a must-start, but you already knew that. Uh, I'm not plugging Sam Howell into any lineup. Y'all have fun with that. I've uh, had enough. Uh, at the running back position, I think you still have to start Brian Robinson every week. He's a volume-based RB2. Um, you can't stop uh, start Antonio Gibson at any point. I actually released him in a league this week. Um, DeAndre Swift has become an absolute smash must start RB1 week after week after week, and uh, nothing on this Washington defense scares me away from that. I am still flirting with Kenneth Gainwell um, in that uh, flex spot in certain situations. Um, as far as wide receivers go, uh, Terry McLaurin, I, I feel like you have to start him. I feel like he's a wide receiver, you know, low-end wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Um, I'm really concerned about Jahan Dotson uh, at this point. Uh, it just has not worked. Um, and no need to talk about Curtis Samuel. Other side of the ball, you're starting A.J. Brown. You're starting Devontae Smith. Nothing groundbreaking about either of those. I do expect Devontae to have the slightly bigger game this week. Um, I think uh, Logan Thomas actually is somebody that you can start uh, pretty confidently as a low-end tight end one this week, and I think you're absolutely smashing Dallas Goddard. Even though he hasn't performed yet, all it takes is one week, and he'll be wide or tight end two on the season. Um, I mean, just look at Donald Parham and his six catches for 33 yards and tight end five ranking so far this season. Indeed, yeah. <clears throat> this one, um, you know, again, it should be an easy day for the Eagles. Get right indeed, like AJ Brown, uh, to get right also, too, as well. They were kind of forcing it to him last time. I think it'll just come natural in this one. All right. And a game I accidentally skipped over, but it was kind of ironic that I did. The Broncos at the Bears. Broncos <laughs> against fantasy QBs. They're 31st. The running backs are dead last, 30, uh, 32nd, which we know why. Receivers were uh, 22nd. Tight ends are 12th. Bears, not so not even that much better 28th against fantasy QBs 31st against running back 17th versus receivers 24th against tight ends. I mean, we're looking at this game. We're like, Oh, it's disgusting. But guess what? Might get some fantasy production out of the, this. You know what I mean? What do you say, uh, Justin? This might actually be the one game you don't want to skip over <laughs> on any of these guys. Cause I have one miserable team that has Russell Wilson and Justin Fields on it. And this week I'm kind of like, Ooh, which one do I start? <laughs> um, I, yeah. 
and all the all the abundant choices, the the terrible choices I make in the off season. Uh, don't draft early, guys. You get your hopes way too high. <laughs> um, I I like them both. I think uh, both these defenses are exceptionally bad at what the other one does well. So speaking to that, the Broncos gave up 300 plus rushing yards last week. What did Justin Fields do well when he was asked to do it? Rush the ball last week. So I'm going to go with I think Justin Fields is probably going to beat his over on rushing, and I think he's probably going to at least get one rushing touchdown in this game. Now on the flip side, the Bears are just terrible overall as a, as a defense. So I think Russ is going to be able to have enough time back there to make proper decisions. He's got enough weapons, man. I mean, we talk about Judy. He's got Sutton. He's got Mims. Like, Mims is a legit threat everywhere. He Mims took a kick him. return for a touchdown. Yeah, Mims is Hims, man. This guy is legit the best wide receiver. Like, they were talking about it, and I was just like, no way he's better than Jerry Judy. He is the he legit is. best wide receiver in that room. Um, every one of those guys yeah. I would just put as a flex because why not? I mean, they can all provide for you in a certain way. You know, Cortland Sutton can get you a lot of touches. Jerry Judy, he can get you a lot of yards. And then Mims is Hims. He can get you anything you need, baby. He is your favorite neighborhood dealer for sure. <laughs> On the Bears side, uh, after after 300 yards, how can you not just throw out Roshan Johnson just to see if he can make it this week? Yeah. I mean, I if like you're it, out there, right? And you got like a 12 team, you know, maybe yeah. Nick Chubb, he had struck some bad luck, and you have Roshan Johnson throwing that flex that. spot, baby. Yeah, I don't hate that. Let's, let's see what happens. Uh, as far as the wide receivers, the only one I'm trusting is DJ Moore. That's mostly because that's the only one I really know. Darnell Mooney does not do it for me. He he just never did. And then tight end, Cole Komet. Shit, man. Can't I wait was for really that guy to do something, but he's just not there yet, man. It, I was really hoping that they didn't stack shit that high and it was going to be completely <laughs> useless, man. Like That is 6'6". Six, six. And this man can't do a fucking thing on the football field. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say keep Colts met on your bench for sure. Colts Martin, unless you trademarked it, it never happened, bro. Never I can't vouch. Absolutely. That's why I've been loved with Mims in the first place. He's been talking about this kid for freaking months. Fit, uh, Fickle says Herbert over Roshan this week, actually. He kind of disagrees with your little bit of that analysis there, I guess. All right, let's get on to the next one here. We got the Steelers at the Texans. Steelers, they're 12th against fantasy QBs, 27th against running backs, 28th against receivers, and 4th versus tight ends. Texans, 18th against QBs, 29th against running backs, 10th against receivers, and 20 third against tight ends cricket talk about the matchup man who would have thought the houston texans would be kind of a fantasy treasure trove of sorts man slinging that ball around yeah it's crazy to see this man all these wide receivers getting plenty of volume this thing cj stroud slinging that pill around damian pierce still kind of getting his down there dalton schultz Kind of started off slow. Maybe, uh, you know, you've got some tight end struggles. I wouldn't mess with it. him or Fryer Muth, really. In this one, I don't think you can depend on the consistency. they got to really get in the end zone to do anything good for you. As far as the Steelers running backs go, I mean, Najee or Jalen Warren, it looks to me more like it's kind of fading toward the way that Jalen Warren's going to get more volume in this offense just because he's a better pass blocker. He should. And 
and, and you know, you got such a bad offensive line, you got to get a guy back there to give Kenny Pickett a little extra time to get the ball to guys like George Pickens. I mean, that guy's an incredible athlete, but they're just not able to use him in the offense the way they need to. So I like what I saw. It was is it Calvin Austin. Is that right? He's the one that took the deep ball last week against the Raiders. That was a beautiful play, man. Beautiful pass. Um, so they can they can do some things on offense, but I think you're going to have some options. This, but you got to be careful because I mean I think you might want to play one of the Pittsburgh wide receivers just because the Texas or excuse me one of the running backs because the Texans have been so bad against the run. But that's kind of pick your poison in that spot right there. I think I like all the Texans wide receiver. I think you got to go with Tank Dell or Nico Collins. But here in the next week or so, man, I think Robert Woods is going to have a big breakout performance. He's kind of spreading the ball around there. C.J. Stroud's not turning it over a whole lot. So the Texans are doing things the right way. I just think this is probably going to wind up. The Texans may have shot their wad last week, so be careful piling on all these guys. And they're not, they haven't played a defense quite like that Steelers defense just yet, especially in the secondary with Mika Fitzpatrick. So there's a lot of options here, but I think there's a lot of gambles in this spot too. Cricket said Bobby Trees is going to emerge at some point. I love it. I hope so. Man, what happened to that guy? All right, let's get to the next one, a definite one that's over on the over-under. Raiders at the Chargers. Raiders against fantasy QBs are 22nd against running backs, 28th, 19th against receivers, and 28th against tight ends. Chargers dead last against QBs, 21st against running backs, dead last against receivers, and they're 21st against tight ends. Justin, talk about the matchup. All right. So, I mean, this is already a dismal matchup for the Raiders to begin with because Jimmy G is absolutely the worst quarterback starting in the NFL. Um, and yeah, I did take an account, Zach Wilson. That is <laughs> that bad. That is that bad. Hold on. Did but, you take into account Desmond Ritter, though? Oh, yes. Yes. yes <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, I think I'd rather have uh, 100 yards and no interceptions than three interceptions and 150 yards. <laughs> uh, so i'm gonna say this justin herbert is him his guy is absolutely phenomenal and kellen moore the fact that mike mccarthy had a big enough ego he felt like he had a big enough ego to stroke this guy on out and go to fucking justin herbert like this guy's gonna have a job when brandon staley finally fumbles his job because they're just gonna say hey kellen do you want to come take it over you've made offense absolutely amazing and the other guy was kind of a little bit of a a dingus yeah brandon staley's a little bit of a dingus in my opinion Uh, i mean this guy's had how many years with this defense and it's never gotten better ever garbage come on trash um chargers start them all start them all josh palmer quentin johnson quentin johnson is your real dart throw but i'll guarantee you this against that raiders defense with the you know, the fact that they're going to be piling it on because as of right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is not – he looks like he's not playing. If he hasn't cleared concussion protocol by now, he's probably not playing. And if he does, well, then I'll eat my crow. But, you know, at this point, it's going to be Brian Hoyer. You guys remember who Brian Hoyer is? You ever heard the name Brian Hoyer? I didn't know he was still in the league, man. He's still in the fucking league. He's just holding the spot until Aiden gets in there. He, he is McDaniels' boy. For some reason, these Patriots guys love mediocre guys to be their quarterback. Um, so unless they put in Aiden O'Connell, 
which I could see them fucking after a couple of drives of Brian Horry going, whoa, I thought we were bad, but geez, <laughs> let's put in the rookie. Unless they put in Aiden O'Connell, this is going to be an absolute catastrophe for all of your Raiders shares. That's Devontae Adams. That's Josh Jacobs. That's Jacoby Myers. Anybody who you were banking on to give you that little edge because it's a favorable matchup this week against the wide receiver, uh, yikes. So I'm going to say this. you got to start only one guy on that team. It would be Josh Jacobs. That's it. Because the Chargers are absolutely terrible against running ball. So if if you need to start one guy, it's going to be Josh Jacobs. I know anybody who's anybody is smart enough to know they're going to probably start Devontae Adams just out of instinct. It's going to look real bad if you have Brian Hoyer throwing that ball. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Brian Hoyer slinging that pill, it ain't going to look good. It could be, though. Again, we talked about it, I think, with that Cardinals game, although it didn't work out the way we said it was going to. But it could be, again, due to – um, then being down that Brian Horrier does put up some stats because all they're going to be doing is throwing the football. Eventually, you're going to hit some shit at some point. So, you know, it might not be a, a, a big day, but it might be good enough um, to give you some fantasy points, depending on, of course, how the game flow goes. All right, that well, is, of course, unless Savante Adams orders a, an Uber out of there before the fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs> up, oh, yeah, there you all right, it's Friday night, gentlemen. We got to flex our muscles a little bit. It's time for our Flex Starts of the Week, brought to you by Fort and Flex Podcast. Let's bring it in. Welcome back to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Welcome back to another episode of... Bandy's Flex starts of the week. We are back in this place, baby. Look, last week was a little rough. Your boy ain't gonna lie to you, okay? Some guys did some stuff, some guys didn't do some stuff. But that's okay. Another week. Let's hurry. Go ahead and jump right into it. Speaking of guys who did some stuff that you didn't expect to, let's get to that first guy on my list it's got to be Raheem Mostert. You might as well call him Must Start because after that insane game from the Dolphins, America's team last week, you gotta throw Raheem Mostert into your flex spot. I mean, it would be irresponsible of you not to put him there. So go ahead, you can flex, start Raheem Mostert this week. Moving on to the next guy. It's a guy on an offense with a rookie quarterback who's thrown for almost 900 yards in three games. This guy is Tank Dell. Okay? Rookie to rookie going on over there. Tank Dell has been consistent, and you know how we love consistency in fantasy football, baby. So start Tank Dell with confidence this week. Moving on to... The last guy on my list, it has got to be Joshua Palmer. Okay, Mike Williams, done. The boy is out for the season. So, that means next man up has to be Joshua Palmer. Go ahead and start Joshua Palmer in your flex spot this week. For more starts, 
starts and sits, waiver wires, check out Fourth and Fights Fantasy Football Podcast right here on YouTube. Coop, I know you're going crazy over them dolphins, baby. Looking good, buddy. Looking good. America's team, the movement is here. It is growing. It is going to catch on, I promise. All right, Cardinals at the Niners. I messed up. I, I realized, actually, I was looking at this. I was like, I didn't give everyone their team this week. My bad on that. So Cardinals at Niners. Cardinals are 24th against fantasy QBs, 25th against running backs, 14th against receivers, and 17th versus tight ends. The Niners, third against QBs, but 18th versus running backs, 18th versus receivers, and ninth versus tight ends. Jordan, talk about this matchup. I, I got to say, Coop, I was so excited when I logged into the show notes and saw that I didn't have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys this week. So thank you for that. But I do get to talk about the team that handed them their ass last week. And revenge is so sweet, Arizona, because I'm not starting any of y'all. There is no way. I'm not running out Dobbs. I'm not running out um, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I... I I'm not starting any of these guys, not James Conner, nobody against this 49er team. I think this is the ass whooping that was supposed to happen last week that the Cowboys didn't get the memo on. San Francisco's the real deal, not starting a single Cardinal this week. On the other side of the ball, I'm starting them all with confidence. Give me Purdy, give me McCaffrey. I'm going to tell you what, give me Elijah Mitchell too because this game's going to be a blowout and Elijah Mitchell's about to eat in the second half of this game. Brandon Ayuk, if he plays, start him. Debo Samuel, if he plays, start him. George Kittle is an absolute smash. Give me all the 49ers this week. Well, I said it last week, and everyone kind of looked at me funny, but on Sunday, I'm going to bring it up again. The Cardinals have had some rare odd success against this 49ers team, so we're going to bring that up and talk about that on Sunday. However, all right, let's go on to the next one. Patriots at the Cowboys. Patriots are six against fantasy QBs, 20th against running backs, 11th versus receivers and third versus tight ends. Cowboys fourth against QBs, second against running backs, number two against receivers and 10th versus tight ends. Cricket, talk about the matchup. I think it's dangerous starting anybody that plays for the Patriots this week. I, I really do. I think the Cowboys, you know, they laid an egg. I know, I know Judge Jordan over there kind of hard on himself about his Cowboys right now, but I think you're going to have a big-time bounce-back week this week. I think you're going to be okay. It's not time to write them off just yet, man. It'll be all right. And I know you've been eating that, eat, drinking that Kool-Aid for a while now, but it's okay. But I don't think you can start any of the Patriots with confidence. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Mac Jones. I haven't. I know he's been playing well from a fantasy standpoint and stuff. But they're just more of a defensive-minded team. I think they're going to try to shorten this game up some. The Cowboys obviously have an excellent defense, too. You, you got the guys on the other side for the Cowboys. I mean, you got to start C.D. Lamb. I don't know how I feel about Dak right now, especially against this defense, a defense that held the Dolphins only 24 points. So I don't know that I trust Dak with a lot of confidence. you got to start Tony Pollard. Um, your man, Jake Ferguson, has been looking pretty good, starting to get some volume in this offense. So I think there's a few guys for the Cowboys you throw out there. Um, but – I really don't have a whole lot. I mean, other than the must starts, I don't have any real sneaky plays in this one. I feel you. There's not much sneaky to talk about, but I will draw. Joey brought up a uh, interesting um, question. Drop Christian Watson for Javonta Williams. You know, obviously this is a question of depends on what your lineup looks like and yada, yada. But in the, both of these guys are interesting because I feel like both of them 
Um, well, obviously, Javante coming off injury last year and Christian coming off injury this season. Uh, both of them will get better as the season progresses. So um, I wish you could get both of these guys, quite frankly. Um, I don't really know how to uh, answer that, quite frankly. But his other one is James Conner or Jahan Dotson um, this week. And, you know, as we were talking about James Conner and against his 49ers defense, I mean, James Conner ran pretty decent against the Cowboys last week. And Jahan Dotson, again, we haven't seen much of him all all season long. So, um, yeah, I'm, I would, me personally, I would go James Conner here, quite frankly. Um, guys, you got anyone say Jahan Dotson? No, I agree with you on James Conner, and I absolutely agree with you with the previous point. There's got to be somebody else on that team that you can drop. I mean, I I, I want both Williams and um, uh, Watson. Christian Watson. Yeah, yeah. on my yeah. team. That Neither of those guys should be on the waiver in any format. And it's Joey's in a 12-team league, too, so I, I would grab yeah. both of those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah especially – can't, you can't be that solid, bro. Come on. Uh, and show brought up, uh, brought up. Excuse me, Elijah Mitchell is questionable, so just make sure you keep an eye on that. All right, let's go to the Chiefs at the suck ass Jets. The Chiefs are eighth versus QBs, fourth against running backs, fifth against receivers, and thirteenth versus tight ends. Jets eleventh versus QBs, nineteenth versus running backs, eighth versus receivers, and thirtieth versus tight ends. Justin, talk about the matchup. Man, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, maybe even Jarek McKinnon as a flex. And then on the Jets side, it's just so terrible. It's so terrible. I, I would say maybe the Jets defense because they are a spry bunch. They're a good team. And Mahomes does tend to you know fuck it up sometimes. He gets a little careless. Um, and they have the the ability to definitely make you pay for that. But yeah, on the other side, it's just so terrible what happened to this team. You thought it was going to be a Super Bowl contender. I thought it was going to be a Super Bowl contender. And then four plays in, it's absolutely worse than it was last year. I can't even start Garrett Wilson right now. That's terrible. I can't start the a guy who I paid a fourth round pick for. Because and it's not because of him. It's not lack of talent. It's the guy who's getting the fucking ball to him. It's it's terrible. Right. It, Trevor Simeon, put him in. Just see what happens. Try right. something new. Anything. Somebody <laughs> off the street. You know. I think they did. Come on. Doing, Kurt Warner was a bag doing. boy. Let's go try <laughs> your local bag boys. <laughs> it can't be any worse, man. It cannot be worse. It I can't. think they're doing the right thing for the first couple games to get Zach Wilson a shot. But, yeah, you're right. It's time to move on. That experiment is long overdue to be and, done with. And then it's, it's tough to, like, ask Brees Hall to just pull rabbits out of his fucking ass the entire time. Especially when they don't even try to run the fucking ball in the first half. Like, it just blow. Like, the play calling for this team is such bullshit. Like, it's, it's, Why? it's terrible. Why are the Jets not trying to go all in and get Gardner Minshew? Yeah, Jameis Winston. Andy you could probably get him, you could probably get him so, for like a, a fifth, sixth round pick or something. Like you wouldn't even have to give much away to get him. I love that yeah. you, you say that, Cricket, because I feel like this year more than any other year I've ever been a fan, there there are four to five 
quarterbacks that are starting right now that have absolutely no business, no business. starting in the NFL. And I feel like there are four or five backups that absolutely yeah. are deserving of their spots right now. Yeah. It's, it's you got crazy. the red rifle sitting down there in Carolina, man, sitting on the bench, come down, throws for 361 last week. It's yeah. like, come on, man. You can't I, I come and be a better shot to win than Zach Wilson. I don't, think th- I don't think Zach Wilson's thrown for 361 throughout the entire season yet. Maybe his career. His career. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe his career. Oh All right, let's God, finish, yeah. Let's finish it up with the Monday Niner, the Seahawks at the Giants. This could be a little bit of a fantasy bonanza too with the Seahawks defense looking atrocious. Um fan gets fantasy QB's 25th against running backs 23rd against receivers they're 31st and against tight ends they're 13th. Giants 20th against uh QB's, 26th against running backs, 16th versus receivers and 17th versus tight ends. Jordan, what do you say about the matchup? All right, so uh, I I love this matchup this week, and uh, I am playing it heavily. I think Geno Smith is a must-start QB1. I'm dialing up Daniel Jones as a QB1 this week, and I know I'm going to really regret saying that come, you know, Tuesday morning, but I'm starting him with confidence as well. Running backs, you got to start Kenneth Walker and and Bandy, baby. I love you. You're flexing everywhere, but watch those games because that boy Charb is coming, and he's coming quick. He's getting more and more work every week. I'm not ready to start him yet, but he very much is going to make some noise in this offense. Uh, Saquon plays, Saquon starts, period. There's nothing else I need to say about that. Um, as far as the wide receivers, you're starting DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett every single week. Um, I, I I don't think you can start JSN at this point. He's just too low in the pecking order. Bright future will be a, a, a superstar in this league potentially, but it won't be this year barring an injury. Um, I, the Giants wide receivers are as bad as the Jets quarterbacks. I mean, I'm not starting anybody. I'm not starting Slayton. I'm not – I just can't. I can't do it. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> tight ends, as much as I hate it, I'm still starting Darren Waller, and I don't know why. I can't quit him, but, like, as sorry as he's been – He's still a top five play in that tight end room right now. So. It's really painful to watch that every week too, man. Every week. Yeah. It's, it's gross to think that he was like going up boards to where like you were drafting him over was, guys like George Kittle and Mark. I Andrews. was all in. Yeah. It was Waller. gross. I, I had Waller gross. as my tight end too. Like I loved him. He was the only show in town. Man. I just didn't realize the show really sucked. I got- I got a big time steal before last week. I wound up trading Bijan and Darren Waller and got Tyreek for it. So. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a steal on that one, man. It looked a lot better before Darren Waller laid another dud last wow. week, but yeah, it was a, that one might win the league for me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like that one. All right, well, gentlemen, usually on Friday we get our Friday night fantasies. Nikki, unfortunately, is at a conference, so unfortunately not able to fill our fantasies tonight. However, our boy Batty filled in. I figured we at least switch a little something up. We usually see him on Sundays for our ultimate DFS lineup, but because he's doing some locks of the week, it makes sense to put him on Friday night. It was Friday night SmackDown, right? It makes sense. Let's hear Matty Daddy's locks of the week. Oh, yeah. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Matty here with three locks for week four. Russ Wilson versus Chicago. We've seen QB9 production through three weeks. Back-to-back 300-yard games. We've seen Denver's defense can't play football. Therefore, you're going to have high-scoring affairs for Russ for week four and beyond. 
He's got healthy receivers, and he gets the Bears defense this week, who is terrible versus the pass. We've seen him give up 20-plus points every week through four weeks. Guys, with Russell Wilson and healthy weapons, I think he's got top 12 production and a safe floor moving forward. Last ride with its pop, and it's pop, Zach Moss Ooh, at yeah. running back versus the Rams. We've got RB13 production so far, back-to-back 20-point games. Guys, we saw last week again it's the stout Baltimore defense, a RB5 finish, over 30 touches, 27 touches per game, leads the NFL at the running back position. The Rams are eh, middle-of-the-line run defense. Guys, he's getting the pass work. He's getting the red zone work. I think he's a lock for top 12, 14 production. In week four, hit Zach Moss in your line. Acknowledge me. For dessert, Adam Thielen for Vinny versus his old squad, Minnesota. As long as we've got the red rifle playing quarterback, Thielen's going to eat. He's had a touchdown in two straight games, 23 targets the last two. And we saw him have 145 versus Seattle. Guys, Vikings defense ranked 30th versus the pass. Give up the third most yards, two receivers. I'm expecting wide receiver one production in this revenge game. Going out in a blaze of glory. That's three players, Adam Thielen, Zach Moss, Russ Wilson, who should be cooking the locks. Lock it up in your lineup for week four. Maddie, back to you. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And it's damn true. Tonight is a wrap. Let's what a like. Thank you, first of all, to our fantasy friends for bringing all your great content and our guests in the VIP lounge. Cricket, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend. Oh, man, for the best value in sports handicapping, come over and check us out over at sportspicks.locals.com. We got the great Robert Barnes making his official picks. He's been crushing it this year, 7-0 and on his big 5% plays. We got a great community you can interact with. Put your own videos and posts up. We'll get back to you. But come check us out, man, sportspicks.locals.com, where we turn the odds in your favor. Ooh, I like the tagline. I can't, can't go wrong with that. Appreciate you for joining us tonight, my friend. Everyone, make sure you follow, subscribe, get all of Cricket's great content. We'll be back on Sunday morning. I believe Cricket will be on also here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. You can wake up with us at 8 a.m. with Wake Up with TSS. Right after, of course, we'll be Wake and Rake for our Fantasy Sports Corp Sunday lineup. And then also TSF has got some starts and sits right on after as well. So make sure you stick it on here Sunday we appreciate all of you for joining us tonight. Good luck this week and week four, and we are out.